Alternative Radio. Welcome to the Ken Mack and Coach JV Show. The future of finance is here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance in the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors, rise. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach JV out here in Arizona, and we got Ken Mack across at the end of the world. Where are you at right now? (laughs) Holy cow. How are you doing, my man? I am at the end of the world, just like you said, here in beautiful Indonesia, currently in the financial center that they call Jakarta, which is a beautiful place. So I'm stationed here um, for the next 24 hours. We are leaving tomorrow to Bali. And uh, and, and get this, man. I was uh, speaking to her secretary for a choir fi, and... uh, she was organizing a meeting between uh, myself and one of the other founders, uh, Jan. Yes. And I said, it's a little bit difficult just now because I'm in, I'm in Indonesia, flying to, to, uh, flying to Bali tomorrow. And she said to me, Ken, did you know that Jan has just arrived himself into Bali? So we are at the same place at the same time organizing our YouTube show for tomorrow evening, 45 minutes apart from each other tomorrow. That, oh, that wow. my friend, is the power, the power of the universe. So yes. it's a complete surprise to me that, uh, that Jan is with us as well in, in Bali. He just arrived two days ago, completely unplanned. So, wow. uh, yeah, you know, the, the power of the universe, man, just like your episode in the, uh, in the sauna over there in Arizona. Yes, yes, So, yes. so we will be running the, the YouTube show tomorrow night in, the, in Bali together, which is That's crazy. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're going to dive into the economy today and just talking, how are things going? What are we doing within this this economy business-wise? But first of all, before we jump into it, I'm going to talk exactly what Ken just brought up. So um, I let the cat out the bag with my Warrior Academy. Is basically, um, so I'm a strategic advisor for Acquirify. So I want to make sure you guys have access to this. Now, before we start anything, I want to share with you the why behind this. It's really important to understand why. I made a big announcement at my conference around the NFT that's coming out, the Coach JV and 3T Warrior Academy NFT. Acquirify, I'm a strategic partner with, we are for the first time ever in history building a platform or built a platform that has M&A in the crypto space. So this company will buy and sell crypto companies at the click of a button. So what I'm going to show you right now and I'm going to put in the group here is you can join the Telegram group. Now, one thing I'll share with you is we're looking for high, um, high vibration frequency beings in this Telegram group. You're going to have access to some very high level people in this group. So we're not going to be out flooding the group with a bunch of people. This is for people who are serious about getting involved or getting their foot in the door around M&A. So Acquirify, again, I'll break this down for you as the first ever, first ever company to buy and sell crypto companies at the click of a button. So think about that for just a moment. As the uh, crypto market matures, it's been in business for about 10 years since 2008, 2009 when Bitcoin's inception. And now a lot of companies are maturing. And so those companies can come to Acquirify and be uh, acquired and then put on the open market. So anything you want to say about Acquirify, Ken, before we kick it off? Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the idea was born um, just a few months ago. We've made uh, fantastic progress. We've raised uh, multiple seven figures through VCs who believe in us, who believe in the projects. Um, and, of course, 
been the first platform to facilitate the buying and selling of crypto companies on the blockchain with crypto. And, you know, with the whole team that we put together, it was a no-brainer for them to invest in the project. So, uh, like you mentioned, the, uh, the team that we've, uh, that we've put together as well, um, we have everybody in the Telegram channel, which is uh, non-congested with all of the, the bots that you see usually within these Telegram groups, which is pretty cool. So we have a small community, very engaged, high-level people. And you get to meet people like myself, yourself, uh, directly, and the partners within the community. So just now we've got like 1.1.2 thousand people. We're not one of these communities that are aiming for hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands right. of, of members that are spamming the group. This is a very engaged community um, where we're looking at, uh, you know, this is pretty much a very nice networking opportunity for like-minded people that are on the same energy, frequency, and vibration so that we can collaborate together and also meet uh, potential future business partners. So um, there's a, it's a non-contingent opportunity for um, like-minded people to become part of. Uh, the team, as it stands, are in discussions of allocating community tokens. Um, so there is the opportunity to potentially have uh, access to uh, millions of dollars worth of uh, tokens with no commitment from the community either, apart from just being part of the community. So it's a very nice space to be in. And, uh, and if anything, let's say you, you come in just for the networking opportunity, then it's a very nice space to be part of. Yeah, it's beautiful. And then think about this as I've been mentored with Ken Mack around the M&A space in the physical world. Imagine in the crypto world, the metaphysical and being the first to be part of one of the first companies ever to do this in this space. So that's exciting to kick it off. But let's jump right into the market. So I'm going to start out with the Warren Buffett indicator. And I always love to hear your feedback on what you're seeing with the markets being out there with the elites and right in the epicenter in Indonesia in the financial center. So right now, as you're seeing, the Warren Buffett indicator is dropping. But here's why, Warriors. It's at 181 percent, which is really Really important to understand why is it sitting at 181 percent and why do you see every time i post this that it's decreasing on a weekly basis the reason why is because the quantitative easing has slowed down now that's good in regards to really seeing what the annualized true gdp is of a company but what's not good about that is for your 401k what's not good about that is for the stock market what's not good about that is these overvalued companies that are surviving because of the quantitative easing the bond purchases, the junk bond purchases, that has slowed down. So what that does is it exposes a company's true balance sheet. And what you're going to start to see is a lot of overvalued companies because of the quantitative easing are going to start to have to lay people off. They're going to start to have to change their business structure as you see everybody moving towards technology. But what this is saying is that right now the stock market is overvalued by 181%. So the, aggreg the aggregated value of the stock market's at $44 trillion, and the annualized GDP that those companies on the stock market are producing is only $24 trillion. Think about that for just a moment. okay? And then Warren Buffett, uh, Berkshire Hathaway had their meeting this weekend, and they were talking about uh, the stock market, how it's manipulated and completely, completely manipulated. And it's like the casino. It was really interesting to listen to that. But what's really cool is Buffett bought more Apple last quarter and says he would have added more if the stock didn't rebound. So I want you to think about that for just a moment. What are the elites doing? The true investors, fundamental investors is what they are doing is they are buying the dip in long-term fundamental technology or software companies that are going to be here in the long term. And then today it was announced on May 2nd, European stock market briefly suffers a flash crash. So you're starting to see the narrative now, Warriors. You're starting to see the stock market narrative, right? You have 
Uh, Russia invades Ukraine. First thing was the SWIFT system, right? Then you start to see the food shortages or the narrative around food shortages because Ukraine produces about 40% of the wheat production combined with Russia. Then you start to see gas prices skyrocketing, doubling here in America. You also see rent prices going up by 20%. But the average American and people all over the world, your pay is not going up. And so the video I did this morning, it shows that they're saying cash is a safe haven. I'm like on the news. I'm like, cash is not a safe haven. The elites are moving into Bitcoin, Ethereum, gold, silver, cars, houses. Uh, Bill Gates is buying up tons and tons of farmland. So that's how I wanted to start our conversation is just looking at the true facts, figures, numbers, logic, what's happening within the world. And so warriors, I'm staying very keen and very processed and very disciplined around my activities. I'm continuing to dollar cost average into cryptos. I'm holding long-term and fundamental cryptocurrencies. I'm still looking at the uh, the uh, LBO strategy. I'm still making my dials, working to get businesses that are in the, the uh, essential infrastructure. Now we're with Acquire 5, moving into the crypto M&A space. I'm also, you know, got my barterability with silver and I'm also focusing in America here on my insurance plan and making sure that I'm set up for retirement with that protection of the dollar collapsing and the stock market collapsing. So, Ken, what are you thinking about the markets right now with all this craziness going on? I just want to say, first of all, is my connection okay? Are you hearing me okay? Yeah, we got you. You're good. Yeah, so the mini crash that we've seen in the stock market is something similar to what happens back in 1929 when we had the Great Depression. So it all started with a mini crash, and then not long after, we had the collapse of the stock markets, uh, which followed suit. So I actually posted something on Instagram, which uh, gave an example of uh, all of the different peaks in the stock market. And back in 2008, we've got a similar peak right now. So that mini crash, we're going to probably have a relief bounce from that and most likely we might see or could very well see uh, the next big crash in the in, in the entire stock markets um so i am uh, you could say i'm a little bit bearish at the moment uh, i'm certainly not bullish in the markets um it is possible that we are starting to top out and this could be the start of a very very long slippery slope i don't think people quite understand the uh you know, the impact, that small crash that we had in the markets, that's going to have massive impacts in the long term. So I don't pe think people quite understand the true impact of what's actually just happened. Um, so just now, you know, like you said yourself, um, long term bullish in the crypto markets. I'm certainly not short uh, doing any short term stuff just now. I am. I have still been buying in, by, believe it or not, into like Ethereum um, in cash. Um, completely bearish on paper currency. I find it a little bit strange why. I've I, I seen the posts in the news as well. Uh, they were saying, you know, uh, they, they were posting how bullish they were on the US dollar of why you should be holding the US dollar. I thought that was a little bit strange. And there's only one set of people that could be pushing that narrative, and that's the elite. That's, the, that's what they want you to believe because that's their tool. They will do everything that they can to protect the US dollar. Um, so... You know, why would people be loading up into crypto, into the stock market, into tech stocks, into assets, into watches, into real estate, into land, if they were bullish on paper currency? That is nothing but an illusion. And I'm staying as far away from paper currency as I possibly can. As it stands, I am not holding much paper currency. I'm more focused on where I can delegate that paper into real tangible assets that I can touch, smell and feel. And I'm happy. I'm very comfortable for my crypto. Like I bought three, uh, uh, six figures worth of Ethereum at 3K. 
I'm prepared to hold Ethereum, you know, we have another 50% crash, whatever, because I know long term that these digital assets are going to be worth significantly more than what they are today. And that's where the long term time uh, horizon investor mindset comes in. Um, I think as it stands, we have a couple of more years before the bubble bursts in, for example, real estate. I think that's going to probably start happening at 2025, 2026. So those who are still buying now, I think are going to be fine. But also just having the mindset that it's not you that owns the, the, the real estate, it's the banks. The banks, the IMF, is who owns your real estate. So for me, I've been locking in my interest rates long term so that I know exactly where I stand five years from now and 10 years from now. And like I personally have been more focused on making money than saving money. For mm. example... I uh, I phoned up one of my banks and I said to them, um, so can I lock in an interest rate for the next 10 years? And they said, you know, you haven't changed your rate for eight years. You're still paying like 4.75%, but the rate that you can have now is 2.2 or 2.3%, which is crazy because like I haven't been so focused on the smaller numbers. Yeah. I've been more focused on the bigger numbers. If I was focused on saving money and cut my interest rates all these years back, then I wouldn't be where I am today. But now... Going forward into the future, I'm protecting myself. I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at these things because now it is getting a little bit worrying. But uh, as long as you have a strategy, like you mentioned, your barterability with the gold, the silver, like we are going to make a make money holding on to gold and silver. We're going to protect your purchasing power. Maximization of your purchasing power could be things like XRP, could be uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and no. any other crypto that, uh, that that you're sold to, that you're happy and comfortable to buy. Um, so yeah. right now we need to uh, we need to think very very carefully, but very very quickly, where we're going to be diversifying, how we're going to be spending our money, how we're going to be yeah. investing, and and how quickly we can move because speed right now is the main key component. If you're not fast, you're going to be a last. And if this mm -hmm. crash comes sooner than we think, like I'm seeing all over the news, um, that this is going to happen within the next few months. It's going to happen before the end of this year. I think that that's very, very possible. And that's why yep. I'm in the business buying game. And that's why me and my team are buying businesses like they're going out of fashion. We've got eight deals mm -hmm. right now in closing. We're buying the nurseries. We're buying the schools. Uh, we're buying businesses that we believe that we can close in a very short space of time because that for us is immediate access to revenue. And then mm -hmm. we're diversifying our profits into tangible assets like lands, like you've seen in Poland, gold, silver, Bitcoin, watches, and various other different asset classes. So right now, um, I, I don't feel very comfortable because I just feel like they're going faster than I'm able to execute with uh, pushing this narrative out. Yeah, I, I think that's really important what you brought up to, to really hone in on, on the cash part of it. It's so weird. Well, we know. It's, I guess it's not weird. We know why the news is saying this, right? Who, who controls the media? The money, politics, media, right? So it's like they're saying, oh, cash is a safe haven. Cash is a safe haven. It's like, come on, man. Like, like really think about it. Like I was, I was looking at from 2020, March to now, it takes uh, basically you, it takes 11 more dollars per hundred dollars, right? So, and if you take a thousand dollar paycheck, you need 400 more dollars, 400 more dollars. If I did the math correctly, it's around, well, yeah, yeah. Around, around, uh, I'm sorry, a hundred more dollars for a thousand dollars in order to survive. And then your gas prices are going up. Your food prices are going up. They're telling you to keep your cash. That makes zero, zero sense. And so it's, it's about starting at a small level for everybody. And I think the biggest 
thing that people should be focused on is your wealth mindset. Because if you can survive this crash and you can come out of this with the right type of mindset versus the Great Depression mindset that most of us are living that paradigm from our grandparents, that's why money doesn't grow on trees and scarcity and save your pennies, eat all the food on your plate. They bred a scarcity mindset into us. That was deep into us. And now we're going to go through it again in another cycle. And I think that's the most important part to really hone in on because a lot of people who are watching this are beginner investors, right? And that's where that's where I started fully about three years ago. I started as a, as a full-on beginner. I was in the banking system and I didn't even know how to properly teach people how to grow wealth, right? Isn't that, that's a weird thing to really think about. A lot of the financial advisors you're sitting across from are buried in debt. They're, they're maxed out and leveraged to the T to look like they have a lot of money, right? And they're selling you investments that benefit the bank that don't, don't really benefit the customer. And think about this for just a moment. If you retire with the 401k, this is, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this in retirement. You don't work your whole life to retire to have to work in Walmart to pay for your medication. That's not retirement. You know, if you retire with a million dollars at 5% interest, you're going to make about forty dollars to $50,000 a year. That's complete bullshit that, that you can't live off that. You can't travel. And then if you think about the, the inflation and life expectancy, you can't survive off that. Yeah. So just talking about sort of thinking about the whole mindset thing mm -hmm. and the way that may be conditioned, just to, uh, touching on what you were saying, um, we need to have the mindset that our, um, our time is the most precious commodity, yes. not Bitcoin, not gold. Not silver, not paper currency. You know, like paper currency grows in trees. It's paper. It's worth nothing. It's worth less. But your time is non-refundable. Your time needs to be spent strategically, upgrading your consciousness, your mindset, your knowledge, getting around the right people. Uh, like you guys do not have the time right now to spend in the wrong company. You spend time with uh, people with a broken mindset. They're going to get you nowhere. They're going to put you down. This is the wrong people to be investing your time into. Get away from the small town mentality. Keep away from these people. Get yourself involved with the, uh, you know, follow the right accounts on social media. Unfollow yeah. all of the unsuccessful people. These people are not going to get you anywhere. Your friends, your family, you need to get around the right people, guys. Because spending time absorbing the right knowledge Listening to audiobooks, reading the right books is the only way that you're going to get forward. But most importantly, execution. Like, I would say failure, if you're executing and you're failing, you're not wasting time. You're learning life valuable lessons. So right. nobody right now should be scared of failure. But like Coach JB says, what doesn't hurt you is going to make you stronger. So if you mm -hmm. survive what's coming, you're going to be a, you're going to be a warrior. You're going to be you're yep. going to be completely bulletproof. If you get through what's coming and you get from the poverty into the wealth quadrant, you're going to be completely untouchable. And like me going through the 2007, 2008 crisis, like that was normal for, that was my normality because that's when I first got into business. So um, I, I would say that's pretty much maybe bulletproof and who I am today. And, uh, you know, my principles nowadays are to be untouchable, ungovernable, unfuckwithable. And to do so, you need to, um, you need to strengthen and condition your mindset to believe that this is possible. Yeah. Well, one thing I was gonna, I want to ask your opinion on. So I've been 
uh, sharing a lot and my intensity's picked up around, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm showing people exactly what's happening. Right. So it's great. Cause I have my uh, crypto team now that does the eight o'clock wake up. Good morning. Crypto show. They're reporting the news and I'm taking it a little bit deeper with people. And so I'm really trying to signal the middle class to really wake up with new skills, like to start to look at your job and say, okay, is it going to get replaced towards technology? I mean, Jerome Powell says we're coming back to a new economy leveraged towards technology. I am worried about the middle class. You look at the Dallas fed, the Dallas fed is zoning for, uh, autonomous trucks for uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, drones for drone uh, in real estate. They're they're literally changing the game on how we do business. If you look at just car washes, automatic car washes, right? All the car washes are flipping into the, everything is automatic. We went from hotels to Airbnbs, we're from taxis to Ubers. Now you go to a grocery store and people don't even get out of their car. They actually have their groceries walk to their thing. And then, oh, you know what else I saw at a, at a convenience store? It was wild. People have to wake up to this. I went to a convenience store and uh, they had the, the cash register person, right? They replaced the other cash register. All you do is put your products and services uh, on this little, this plate. And it actually takes a picture of it and you're your own cashier at a convenience store, a gas station. So they replaced one little place with a person with all you do is set everything down. It just measures everything and it does a picture of it. And you're, you're your own cashier. If you can't see that things are changing rapidly from, you know, we're going into gas, solar, wind, and also with the, with the, with the dollar, the dollar piece of it, the petrodollar, that's one thing that people need to watch is the zero carbon by 2030. That's really important. And you brought up the IMF. You guys have to pay attention to the IMF and the World Economic Forum. Watch their every move. Study deeply who the IMF is connected to and who they're controlled by, right? They're controlled by the banking cartel. The moves that they make and the things that they're talking about is where they're taking us to in the future. So really study that. Watch Christine Lagarde. Watch her videos. Watch what she says. Look who she hangs out with. It's very, very important to understand that. You brought up a powerful, powerful point. Whereas they're moving us to zero carbon by 2030. Gas, solar, wind. You got to look at the uh, petrodollar too. So you had the... the um, all U.S. dollars, excuse me, all oil has been trading in U.S. dollars, I think, since 1945, I think it was. And now that's being challenged now. So the U.S. dollar is in a really, really tough position. And I, I, it, the one thing that I think what people keep saying on my TikTok, oh, it's, there's no – guys, there's always a crash. It's been a crash every seven years since about 1960s. There's been a crash every seven years. Or right in the middle of the Shemitah, if you look at that part – it's all set up for a financial collapse. And so where are you going to be within that financial collapse? And Ken brought up a good point. It's really about getting that financial acumen, that mindset, because in a financial collapse is when the most millionaires are made. That's one of the biggest things. It's going to be those who are ready. It's the, to me, to me, what do you think? And I think it's an even playing field now. It's like it's, it's going to be who's willing to put in the work, man. I think I'm getting eaten by fucking mosquitoes here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this little light here, guys. Uh, oh, and, uh, yeah. I'm pretty much like in the middle of a jungle. I'm going to show you just now. Watch this. How did I get this camera to flip? There we are. There, look. Oh, wow. That's called freedom right there. Damn. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, these, mother these motherfuckers are biting me. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want you to get eaten up, man. Yeah, what, so, what sorry. Um, say again. What, what do I think about what? Uh, where were we at? We were talking about um, oh, middle class leverage source technology and like the middle class getting wiped out. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty obvious what's happening. Uh, wages aren't going up in, uh, in parallel with the rate of inflation, and that's never happened through history anyway. So with energy prices and gas prices like pretty much doubling and more. Um, it's pushing the middle class and the people who work 
for money, he's going to sell their time for money, or going to be put in a very, very bad place. Um, and they're going to get pushed into a corner where they're going to be completely dependent and the government are going to say, hey, we've got this UBI scheme, Universal Basic Income Scheme, to go, we're going to support you, make people completely dependent on the system, wipe out the middle class. I'm certain. I'm not even... Um, I don't even think there's a small percentage. I think there's a 100% certainty that this is going to happen. You take a, a look at a place like here in Jakarta, so far what I can see is poor and rich people. I don't see any middle class here. I don't see it. And I, I see that been rolled out across many, many other countries. Like maybe I've just not seen uh, the, the whole picture here, but so far that's my observation. As a beautiful a place it is, that's my observation so far. And I believe that this is exactly what they are planning doing because it's like the goal of the elite is to disempower the people. When they disempower the people, they get more control. I mean, people win more money and they become more wealthy. They become more ungovernable. They become, uh, you know, they can get more passports and get like me, multiple driving licenses. We can live in you know, multiple countries. We can be anywhere we want. I can be in a completely different place with a completely new life within three days. Um, you know, I would classify myself, I would say that I've got to the point in my life now where, where, where I'm unfuckwithable. I can pick up and leave if a government has done something that I don't like and I feel is uh, against my morals. I'll pick up, I'll move my family, I'll take them and I'll move to another country. And that's the stage that we need to get to in order to, get to, to win our freedom. Because freedom just now is a term that you should not take loosely. Um, they're literally uh, disempowering us of wealth. Uh, controlling our assets and taking our freedom from us. This is a very, very pivotal point in history concerning our wealth and our freedom. Oh my God. Yes, you nailed it. Well, think about like you're talking about Indonesia and then I, uh, uh, Cito was a friend of the channel as well. He lived in China for quite a while. And he said, basically in China, it's so, you know, set, so technology savvy. He says, you're super wealthy or you're super poor. There is no middle class. Everything is tokenized. Everything is digital. The person on the street begging for money has a freaking QR code where you can send them, send them money right there on the streets. Right. And so it's like, we're heading towards this digital based society. And it's like, it's an amazing race for someone to get set up on the other side of the net. That's what I see is like, they're moving this net. They're moving the goalpost to another side, right? Everybody's running down the, for the wrong touchdown and they went into a whole nother game and they're catching us on the other side of the net. And that's one thing too, is I'm just telling people, pay attention. You know, the IMF, there's, there was just a, a big meeting. They just had a big meeting. I watched the whole video and, and, You'd be shocked when you watch this stuff, where, where they're taking us, the World Economic Forum, all that stuff. And look at your jobs, too. Like, I, I couldn't believe it when I went to that guy. Uh, two, two things that happened in the last three months when I was traveling. I was in Dallas. I think it was uh, Dallas Airport. And then there was this uh, convenience store there as well where there was no workers. Like, you just go and you do your own scanning of your products and services. There's cameras watching you everywhere, right? And then I go into a gas station right here in my local in Arizona. You just – they replaced one of the cashiers with that. So look at those things happening within your company. Some fast food restaurants in, in foreign countries, they're replacing the workers with technology. So it's a great time to learn new skills right now. Learn, learn new skills. Learn how to be an investor. And, and this time right now is like people keep asking me, what am I doing right now? I'm buying these dips, words. I'm dollar cost averaging into these dips. Like when it's deep like this, I'm not flinching at all. And we've always taught that in our academy to be fundamental. So we don't have anybody panicking in our academy. But I'm also cognitive looking at diversification because as I met you, Ken, I was heavily weighted in crypto. And we started talking about diversification, which diversification is not because you have, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
what is it, financial coins or, or some metaverse coins, like diversification in crypto, yes, but you need to be diversified outside of crypto as well and making sure you're setting yourself up and then outside of cash. So um, some things that I was looking at as well in regards to the the um, real estate thing, it's like land. You talk a lot about land. It seems like it seems like uh, Bill Gates is buying up all the land and, and he has the most farmland in Arizona, which is w- really wild. So what are your thoughts on land? Yeah, so uh, just to rewind, first of all, a couple to comment on a couple of things that you just said there. Um, yeah, with the financial system changing, I know up in Sweden, uh, they have a special payment system. It gives with an S. I can't, I, I can't remember what it is. But anyway, the, the homeless people can get paid through their telephone number. Uh, it's called Swoof or something. So like when they're begging for money, they just advertise their telephone number and you can send them. There's a, a specific word for it, but you can wire the money straight to the homeless people. So even like you, you can see how things are advancing significantly over in Sweden. And I believe that that will, I don't believe we know that that's going to be the norm for every other country out there. Um, and that, that was, uh, you know, been there for a few years, you know, this is not a new thing uh, over in Sweden. Um, and another, another uh, thing is that in Dubai, for example, we got a supermarket that you can go into. Um, I think it's Carafower, um and, you go in, you don't need to do anything. You just pick up what you want. It recognizes your face and you walk out with the goods and it charges your account. So like no staff, no cashiers. And this is the way that it's going to go. Like, why would you have supermarkets with staff in the traditional sense? If you can get robots, for example, to do the stock replenishment for you and you can have a cashless system. So it makes perfect sense. Like it's almost like a natural advancement, it's, you know, the process of technological evolution. Um, so just going on to uh, the other um, point that you made there, um, just just want to repeat it again, Coach JV. Around you know the big thing around land, like these uh, Bill yeah. Gates, China's buying up so much land and. You know, it's like what the, the, I, I think it has to do with the food narrative and moving us into this, you know, uh, gen- genetically modified engineered food, changing the way that we do farming, agriculture. Yeah. So first of all, land, um, I would say, is the most precious commodity that anybody could buy. Why? Because you can't uh, eat a Bitcoin. You can't eat an ounce of gold or silver, but but you can eat off of the land. So land is the number one fundamental asset. Yes, it's not going to do a 10x like your coins and crypto. However, it's life. Land is life. And that's why we have a farm in the UK. And that's why we're growing our own food. We've got our animals. We had some baby goats um, a few weeks ago. We get chickens. We can get our eggs. This is the foundations of life. Land is it's like an NFT. There's, there's only one square of that piece of land on planet Earth. So you can't replicate a piece of land. One piece of land is one piece of land. Um, so... Yep, you can build a house on it, you can grow on it, you can do everything, you know, you can live off the land. So for me, my favorite investment is land. And that's why uh, Bill Gates, for example, is focusing on buying up land across the USA because he knows that this is the most precious investment known to man. Yes, there is a chance that he's going to be involved in the uh, the genetic modification of food or a very, very, very high chance. But uh, I, I believe there's a more deeper, a deeper significance to Bill Gates buying up the land. And he started doing this just after the, uh, the corona crash in March 2020. So, like, he knew in advance what was coming. These are very, very well-informed people that I personally do not trust. However, great entrepreneur that we should, um, you know, 
like you said, Coach JV, don't do what they say, do what they do. You, we've, we've got to look at what the wealthy people are doing, copy and paste. Of course, we can't do this on the same level as these guys, but uh, we need to take a look very, very closely at what they're doing. Look at the stocks that they're dumping, for example. Look at the stocks that are trending. Look what Elon Musk just did with Twitter, for example. It's yeah, crazy. That's a powerful point, too. Like, think about this. Everybody's uh, – you guys, um, I'll ask people in the comments, how many people watch Berkshire Hathaway's thing? I mean, I, I watch these things. They're boring. I mean, both of them are getting pretty old, him and Charlie Munger, but they're, they're, they're juggernaut investors. They're long-term investors. They're buying up Apple as everybody else was selling off, right? So you really got to think about what are they doing – not what they're saying, right? And then the, during the thing, Charlie Munger was talking about how the, you know, he's he was uh, verbalizing how how the hell did we lose control of the stock market like this, where it just became a casino, right? He said there's really not true stockbrokers or true stock uh, people who understand the fundamentals of it. They're just it's a casino. It's like the same type of people are going in there. You got the GameStop, all this type of stuff, but they're sitting back with their pen and paper or their pencil and paper, and they're watching human behavior, and they're like, oh, they're dumping. We're gonna buy more. So we're going to buy more tech stocks. And so think about that. And when everybody's fearful, buy. That's one of the most important things. And I'm really trying to encourage people. I'm not, not financial advice, but this is the time to get into the markets, in my opinion. So when the stock market comes collapsing down, that's when I'm, I'm not heavy in the stock market. When it comes collapsing down, that's when I'm going to buy fundamental companies that are going to move us into the future. So are you big into the stock market, Ken? We haven't really dove into that. To be honest, I'm not so big into the stock markets. Um, However, you made a good point of mentioning the tech stocks. So for me, the only thing that I'm going to be focusing on now going into the future are companies in the technology space that are going to impact the future. Of course, Apple and yeah, you know your Facebook stocks and your Google stocks, for example, these are, these are sure bets for the future. But I'm looking at technology companies, maybe smaller cap companies that are looking to bridges between the fourth and the fifth industrial revolution. Um, you know, looking at the tra uh, traditional companies, I've got no interest in at all. Banking stocks and, um, you know, there, there's so many stocks out there which I believe are just going to be a waste of time. For example, you could be looking at Aston Martin stocks or maybe Ferrari stocks. You know, Coach JV mentioned a good point that the Agenda 2030 clearly states sustainability. And by 2030, they want to rule out combustion engines which means that cars are going to become a thing of the past. I'm going to be very sad because one of my hobbies is, uh, is cars. I love cars. Um, but hopefully I can still do that in Dubai, which will be pretty awesome. Um, but we need to think about these things and be very defensive about the decisions that we make, the stocks that we decide to invest in. Uh, and I personally, I'm going to wait for the big crash to come because it is going to come, like you said, every seven years, the stock market like the crypto markets can't keep on pumping. It's impossible. Like the uh, the crypto markets are a faster moving dynamic than the traditional stock markets, but the, you know being a, a much slower uh, and progressive um, you know, compared to uh, crypto, like it has to crash. It cannot keep on pumping. It's simply impossible. It has to operate in cycles. And that's what, yeah, I keep bringing up to people too, is like, you have to really think about what quantitative easing did to these companies. There's, there's a lot of people I know personally that have companies that are surviving because of PPP loans, small business loans, the quantitative easing. So a lot of businesses are propped up, not by true growth. They're not growing. They just have a bunch of money sitting in their bank account because there was, I mean, money was be handed out 
just printed for businesses. So if you're a large corporation, right, and then the, the feds are buying junk bonds from these companies. And what, what are junk bonds? What I explain to people, junk bonds are they go to companies that are, are, are need basically need to sell off bad debt. Right. Now, there's a higher return on it because it's a junk bond. So they, they basically take debt off the table for these companies that are really struggling. And then there's a higher margin on that. But what happens now when the when they turn down the quantitative easing machine, then the interest rates start going up. It, what To me, what that signals, obviously, it's controlled by the elites, right? So if they're raising interest rates and they're slowing down the printing machine, to me, that tells me they're going to collapse the old system and they're ready for the new system because – they're controlling the mechanisms. They're controlling the quantitative easing. They're controlling interest rates. They're controlling all of these mechanisms. So why would it be any different that they're not getting set up for a new system? They're obviously going to protect themselves, right? The wealth controls the media. The media control the information. The information controls the people. So when they're telling you that cash is your safe haven, they're like, get your cash in the bank so we can take it and lend it back out so we can put it back out in the open marketplace or we can take your cash and we can invest it. So it's just such an interesting thing to watch what they say. And then do they're doing a completely opposite thing. So it's such an interesting dynamic. And I'm glad you brought up the fact around, you know, being bearish on crypto. I, I, I'm, I'm bearish as well. I, I don't I don't. Everybody's like, when do you think it's going to pump? I don't really care when it's going to pump, to be honest with you. I'm of course. Do I want to see some profits? That's why I've developed an exit strategy. I'm holding 50 percent of my cryptos long term. And if it goes up. I exit on certain points on the way up. And as I exit, I think you said a, you said a powerful thing, Tim. As you're exiting these profits, it's not time to go out now. If you look at like, you know, if I bought a, I bought a, um, a, a, a car or whatever, but don't, don't look at things like, for example, you're not like, if you're, if you're just getting into investing, I want to make sure you're very clear when you're pulling money, make sure you're multi, I bought that with assets. When you pull money, make sure you're multiplying that money. That's one of the biggest things you need to grab on the mindset. When you're pulling cash out of the market, make sure you're number one taxing yourself in America. I had a lot of people, a lot of people that I know personally that didn't tax themselves properly and got crushed with capital gains. So now they're back in the same spot because they weren't paying attention to capital gains. Number two, if you're going to pull money, put it into something that's going to grow. So you heard Ken talk about that and me as well. I have very little cash in the bank, very little cash in the bank. Every time cash comes in, I'm like, where can I deploy this to to grow my money? So that's something I've been Yeah, thinking. you're right, Coach Javi. You want to get the assets to pay for the liabilities. Right. And uh, you know, we mentioned this before, that uh, a rich person's assets is a poor person's liabilities. Um, but like, I'm like yourself. I, I keep very little money in the bank. Um, like crypto markets, we are in the bear market. If anybody says anything different, um, like I would question it. Because the market's going to pump, right? The market's going to pump at some point in time. But when that happens, nobody knows. We don't have a crystal ball. And everybody was saying that this time is different. The bull market's going to end with a blow off top. Well, does it need to? I said that uh, back in November that that was the top. Um, so who knows? Maybe that's it until 2024. I don't know. But uh, we are very clearly in a downtrend just now. Very, very clearly. So like for me, I'm dollar cost averaging um, still. Small amounts into Ethereum and like the blue chip cryptos, but I'm also diversifying into some stable coins, staking on Yield app today. I stake some money on Anchor Protocol. Um, so like, I'm, I'm using various different platforms that I can diversify stable coins to earn a return and being careful with my risk allocation so that I'm diversified across multiple platforms. So like going all into something and thinking, you know, maybe this is the bottom is the wrong mindset to have because what if what if the the bottom for bitcoin is not until 50 percent from where it is now 20k this is possible this this can happen 
Because remember, guys, we have not tested 20k Bitcoin yet. That was the big resistance before 2020. So we are still to test that as support. That's going to happen. Whether you like it or not, that is going to happen. It doesn't matter how many institutions or how many people are buying Bitcoin and what the sentiment is. It's going to, it's, it's, it's going to retest 20k. And I'm absolutely certain of that. Yeah, and, and, the, the, and, and, and the open interest, dude, is low. Like, no, there's no retail buyers in right. Bitcoin now. It's whale manipulation yeah. right now. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. There's no, there's no open interest. Right, and I think the biggest thing I love seeing those memes and stuff where people are like, "Hey, is this a good time to get into crypto? Is this a good time to get into crypto? Is this a good time to get into crypto? Is this?" And it keeps going up and up. It's like, is there really a good time to get into any investment? Of course. I mean, if you're you're really looking at technical analysis, but if you say if it's a good time to get into crypto. It's better than next year. It's better than the year after. And it's really the key that I always try to keep preaching to people is try to get out of the pump and dump mentality, the get rich quick mentality, especially if you don't have a lot of money to play with. Like if you have a lot of money to play with, I take 10% of my portfolio, which is allocated for those types of things. So if I lose all that money, it's not going to affect my financial future or growing my assets. So like the 90%, I don't play games with the 90%. I do not play because when I first got in, I, I was excited about it. I didn't understand it fully. And I was yield farming and doing all this crazy shit. And lo and behold, I had one massive hit that almost, almost put me in a really bad position. So I had to really take a deep breath and look in the mirror and say, what am I here for? I'm here for generational wealth. Now, generational wealth. You don't play games with your money, right? You got to be very, you know, very uh, strict, very disciplined on what you're doing. I picked my fundamental portfolio and it's always stayed that way. And then as other projects come up, I'm like, okay, awesome. I'll jump into this project with the 10% that I can play games with. Now from that 10%, I've done really well. And then when I do well with that, I take that and I put it into fundamentals like Ethereum. That's been my model for a long time. So, you know, what are, I was going to ask you too, what are, what are some things that you're seeing on the horizon, obviously before? before uh besides acquirify which is really really important guys we're giving you an opportunity to jump in i keep putting the, the website here i would highly recommend you get into the telegram group imagine having the opportunity to buy a crypto company it's a first in history i don't think anybody's done this before right ken no nobody's done it dude and uh, not only will the platform facilitate uh, being able to buy a crypto company on the blockchain with crypto mm -hmm. but also the opportunity to own a fraction so fractional ownership yeah. of crypto companies that are yielding that you will earn passive income from so you're not earning passive income staking a token right you're earning passive income physically owning a part of one of these companies of course acquire Bar acquire five is going to have a token that you can stake and you can earn very nice yield but that's not the point the point is that you can buy a technological company that's this is the future, owning yep. a piece of the future. When you're investing, you're, invest you're buying a little piece of the future. Yeah. When you're spending, when you're spending your money on shit that you don't need, material possessions, that I personally only delegate 0.01 or 2% of my wealth to, you're selling a little bit of the future. So me coming from zero, nothing, I was flipping burgers at McDonald's, I was in dead-end jobs. I was just a normal guy. I'm just, I am just a normal guy. But... Um, I'm a normal guy that made a lot of money, but I don't want to be back there where I was before. Yeah. So that's why I'm very strategic in the decisions that I make. I'm always defensive before I spend any money. I don't go on holiday very often at all, but before I spend any money, I'm thinking, what could I invest that money in? And any money that I spend is purely passive income, purely mm -hmm. passive income. And I think in a time like now, we can't second guess these decisions. We need to be very, very careful 
so no. we don't regret these decisions because mistakes that we make now, you will regret this for the rest of your life. That's yeah. an absolute certainty. And these elites, evil elites, are getting very old now. And I thoroughly believe that they want to cause as much destruction as they can. This is a game plan that's been in the making for a long, long time. They want to cause maximum impact before they pass themselves. They're getting old. These are old, old people. Mm -hmm. Yes. So one question. Uh, so what are the requirements? So there's no minimum requirement to be in the Telegram group or even to get involved. So when they have the token sale, you can just buy the token like anybody else and you can buy fractional shares of the company. So there's no like minimum investment or you don't have to be an accredited investor, things like that. It's it's giving what I am I saying that correctly? It's giving normal everyday people the opportunity to be involved in these crypto companies at a very early stage. Exactly. And not only that, you know, we are in the group ourselves. So I hang out quite often. If you want to speak to me, I'm there. Come and speak to me in Telegram. It'd be great to have a conversation. But uh, there's no obligation. There's no minimal requirements. You don't need to invest. Just come, be right. part of the community, get to know some people and have some fun. Yep. Awesome warriors. Well, I know Ken's out there getting ripped up by these mosquitoes out there. <laughs> this is our <laughs> I can see it, man. I can see it, brother. But Jesus we appreciate Christ. you guys. And I do want to say thank you, man. You guys, I, I, I want to say thank you to Ken because, I mean, he's, he's on the other end of the world right now. He works so hard. He's always on flights and stuff. And I really appreciate you uh, fighting to get on here. I know you could have just said, hey, listen, dude, I got a lot going on. I don't even know what time it. What time is it there? It's about 11 o'clock at night. I've got heavy jet lag just now. My uh, time clock's all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, getting on a flight to Bali tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, th this show is very yeah. important to me. I love spending Thank it you. with uh, all of the, the great people that have been here since the very beginning. But if you guys appreciate this show, just smash it the like button. Leave a comment below with what you would like us to focus our time yeah. on on next Please. week's show. Yes, please do that, Warriors, and make sure you so you check it out. Just to recap, so Acquirify, the Telegram group is in here. I'll put it in the description of this video. So get involved in the Telegram group, Warriors. We're bringing high-level content and people to your doorstep. And remember, Declan said this a couple weeks ago. You guys are the you're the new secret society. You really, really are. You're the point zero 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 one percent of seven billion people, one hundred seventy-one people paying attention to this. Get in the conversation. There is no requirement to be in the Telegram group, but imagine you are the frequency of the five people you surround yourself yourself with get in the conversations warriors you lift your self-worth up right that's the biggest thing you know even if you have 10 bucks in your bank account get in the telegram group get the conversation going ask questions understand because things like this we're going to continue to bring them acquire is the first ever to buy crypto companies think about that you get to be part of something that is the first ever there's 1100 people i'm looking at it right now in the telegram group and you get to be one of them so we love you guys we appreciate you don't miss these opportunities as we always say warriors Ah, get your shit together. Let's go.